0: Once again, it's on. Uh,
1: who's that peeping in my window? Blah. Wow. Yup. Uh yeah. we are back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back once again, man. Yeah. We are the wash guards. Wash never washed Walsh, up. Wash never washed up. I have
0: Sean Luke Picard. And I am draft,
1: man. We got a, a special uh episode for y'all. Um I'm not gonna number it because it's gonna come out when it At comes out. At some point in time. Yeah. But uh we here with the homie Chop, man, mm-hmm. Chop Ross. Chop Ross, DJ Great. extraordinaire, yes, sir. Uh, fashionista, graphic. Yes, sir. graphic extraordinaire. Yes, yeah. sir. You know what I'm saying? All uh, that Man of many
2: hats. The uh, shit talker hats, uh, shoes, aficionado. Uh, yeah. Big feet, big steppers <laughs> in the building, you know what I mean? You know what it is. Yeah, if yeah. you
0: don't, you're going to get to know. The festival festivale, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a festival <laughs> is a yeah. bar. <laughs>
1: yeah, the one and only, man. But, yeah, we're back once again. Oh, We usually do introductions. We ain't going to do too much of that right now. I guess yeah. we can get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes, man. Um... Shit, how you want to start this? Uh, I guess we'll start it off, man, bro. Where you just talking about? Where are you from?
2: I'm um, from Richmond, Virginia, Southside. Originally born in Atlanta, Georgia, but I was raised in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I bounced around a little bit in my childhood, uh, <laughs> going from Atlanta to Virginia, from Virginia to New York, from New York to North Carolina, back to Virginia. So it's been a, it's been a journey, but you know. What part of New York was it? Uh, when I first moved there, I lived in uh, Long Island. In oh, Westbury sure. Shout out Westbury I All went to right. drugs to laugh Your family, your family. Down you there going money. crazy Hey man We, we was trying <laughs> was out here on the strong side <laughs> Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of broke niggas, niggas in Long Island <laughs> yeah, it ain't, it ain't. But it was crazy Broke like, niggas, white, rich whites <laughs> Nah, I mean it was niggas We lived with some Jamaicans at the time actually mm-hmm. um, We actually lived in the bottom part of their basement Or like the basement And they lived up in the top half So Duplex energy Yeah, I never actually seen like the landlords too much Like we seen them a lot I mean a little bit but not a lot You know, so I used to always be outside running around I wasn't really looking for no adults But yeah, that was my introduction to New York And then I want to say we were there for a year And then we moved to brooklyn we moved to bushwick so you know we we was big city stepping shout out to my little one yeah i I wanted to (laughs) say uh shout out yeah shout out to brooklyn man yeah yeah but
1: uh, um so you know uh well i ain't gonna skip ahead too much so uh when did you finally land in atlanta like for good
2: uh i came back to atlanta for good um in 2006 summer of 2006 um pretty much uh High school era? Yeah, high school. I was actually in high school. I got kicked out of my home school. Uh, Shout out Huguenot High. Um, Mm -hmm. And they sent me to an alternative school called CCP that was like in the middle of the projects in Jackson Ward in Richmond, Virginia. So... Hmm. You know, being there, being in that element, man, you just got a lot more of what I was times 10. So just what I was was like 10,000 more of them type of people there. Um, This nigga was a puppy. Girls and boys. Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Came out a big dog. I
1: don't fuck with y'all.
2: It was crazy, though, because it was a lot of different parts of Virginia there. Or Richmond, you know, you had South Side, North Side, East End, West End. And, and the Churchill guys, and you know, a lot of us are just in there really, really getting acclimated and familiar with each other because, you know, for the most part, we stayed on our sides of town. Like, you might have had a cousin that lived on the other side of town, but everybody pretty much stayed where they was at. So, this was the one place where every side of town was meeting. And it was sometimes yeah. it was beautiful and sometimes it was bullshit. And powder keg energy. But yeah, I guess I
1: let's, let's, let's uh, cycle it back a little bit. I'm glad you like dove into Richmond. So, like, what, what is it like growing up to Richmond compared to? Atlanta for you, what were like the biggest differences that you encountered when you first got to
2: Atlanta? I would say like growing up in Richmond, it was a lot different just because like, how Atlanta has like a lot of embracing energies, like Richmond isn't like that. So the artists we have there, it's like niggas want to swap those artists out for somebody else. Like, damn, I wish Yo Gotti was from Richmond because we fuck with Yo Gotti. We don't damn. want Pharrell. <laughs> you uh, know what I'm saying? So That's
1: crazy. I never heard that. Uh, yeah, like it wasn't- It so wasn't So no, no, a lot no, of no Clips energy type thing? Nah, like
2: people that. liked the Clips, but but people respected their ability to rap. They didn't really so much like, like them per se. Like own them like, like, like yeah, Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like we like they did, be but like you know, we from Richmond, Virginia, they from Newport News, like that's yeah. like, saying you from we from Atlanta and we repping a Savannah artist you see what I'm saying uh, like it's like that it's like, like that yeah because uh. they hours away from us like Richmond uh. Virginia and Newport News is probably about an hour two hours away depending on how far out you going uh. so you know it's like yo y'all repping for Virginia but as far as it being like us it wasn't we didn't really take it as that and a lot of people didn't take it as that to the point where you know they didn't even like Pharrell being the introducer of those guys like that. I just remember being in high school and was like, yo, the clip's hard, but they need to get the fuck away from Pharrell. And I was just like, wow. wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so, so what he was, was like, so street, culturally? Dude, cause he was yeah, a yeah, guy. yeah. And yeah.
2: That's, a, that's a big thing in Richmond. Like the streets is really big in Richmond. Because that's Richmond my next question. Culturally, rep- what's yeah. it like? Culturally, is it's, it's very street. It's like very Southern-esque. Like a lot of people like to mistake Virginia for being, um, a part of the north or you know going like east coast and i'm like well it it depends on what part of of virginia you live in if you live in north virginia yeah because you're closer to dc you rock with them guys more but if you're in the south side and richmond is really in the center going down you're more southern you know what i'm saying that's talking about slang language everything 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 is different yeah yeah. so it's two different types of people Mm. in, in the state so you know and 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 no 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 shit to those guys shout out uh norfolk shout out newport news shout out you know what i'm saying the whole nsu area odu all about guys out there in college and shit like that like that's where that's where we branched out to after we left the city because it was like you know we had city uh, schools in the city like vcu uh uva all of that shit but you know people wanted to get away from the city of richmond so they went out to those places and that's how you know Everything started mixing up a little bit. That's that's how everybody got like that whole DMV energy going on because we moved out of the city. So, you know, you had to get along with the people you were living around. So So that's sort
0: of how you started to develop your own personal style or taste during that time period. Because I think that's when most people start to develop their own preferences in high school. So was it like during that time period where you were mixing with all these people from different sides of Richmond or was it shortly after high school when you got to branch out and go to other parts of Virginia and see what the world was like outside of your little city?
2: um i I would say just branching out in different parts of richmond because like i said i had lived in different places before i came back there Mm -hmm. for high school so i had already lived in new york i had already lived in long island i lived in brooklyn i had lived in uh, north carolina and charlotte you know what i'm saying like places like that so i was i was pretty you know versed with with dealing with different people but just dealing with different you know that that's when you outside the city when Mm you're dealing with your own city you got to learn how to deal and live with the people around you so That was one of the things that that helped me was when i got kicked out of my uh home school and went to alternative school and started branching out that way and um just because even when i was in richmond i was a part of a collective uh called the ratchet click um and at the time i wasn't a rapper or anything like that i just had all the technology like i had a computer and a mic so everybody would just come over my house and start producing and making Mm -hmm. music and you know like i said i was with the gang so i was just with them and um that was what really gave me my break into to dealing with music or being in music it was like okay I like this shit but you know I like being behind the scenes of it not so much as being involved with it directly mm. so
1: let's uh, cycle back to that Pharrell thing that you dropped so right. at this time like you know you're in school and you like uh, you know I'm, a, I'm assuming you're a Clips fan I was a Clips fan at the time um,
2: yeah, yeah most definitely
1: and people were saying like yo Pharrell you know they gotta get away from Pharrell so like as far as your taste in music is concerned like where you how did you feel like how did you feel at the time and how did that affect like your taste like when it came to like messing with other genres outside of like the normal thing one thing i know about you is you spin a lot of different type of music you know what i mean so how did that taste develop like from that point like because a lot of people had that nexus event where it's like, <laughs> we've been saying that a lot. <laughs> we had an event where it's like, you know, like I was a Dipset fan in Atlanta. So right. it was like, niggas was like, what the fuck Dipset? Yeah. Nigga? How niggas you find like, this? Yeah. Right. So like, you know, when, when you're going through all those moments, what made you stick to your guns of, of like how did what it, you liked? And how
0: did it personally? keep you from blending in with the crowd? Like, how did you stand out and what ways did it make you different? Different.
2: Um, personally, I would say like, it was, it was really just a neighborhood shit. Like, yo, if you can't beat my ass, you can't really influence what I do, (laughs) you know? And, 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 and and I mean that in, and all forms of self-defense, like, yo, people that can defend themselves can do more. So it's like, you know, somebody might not like what you're doing. But because they know you're going to throw with them, like, it's not, like, they're going to run down on you or chastise you about what you're doing. They might be like, yo, that shit whacker, I don't fuck with that. But they going to, you know, it's kind of oh, on the top. you willing to take your
1: ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Right, right, All right, right, right. I'm the best fighter, but I'm willing to take your ass whooping. Nah, so and, and, is, and I'm
2: not going to, you know, I'm like, nah, no, I get I get my to my it. Word. But for the most part, it was it was just that it's like a, people don't want to challenge things that they know is a challenge to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like free back. picking. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to push back. Like, But... I always rock with Pharrell. I remember like being being younger and singing like lap dance when I want to say I was like in sixth grade. Bam, bam, and my sister bam, was bam, like bam. my sister was also like a very big uh, influence in music <laughs> well, at baby, the time. You want and me? my mom was. Too. Uh, I
0: remember seeing that seeing that shit be like, who the fuck is this nigga, bro? <laughs> nah, no and I, I used to sing I used to sing <laughs> both and parts. That, that like I sing his side
2: and then I would sing the girl's side, and she would be like, nigga, that's gay. <laughs> First time I sing Pharrell, I had my dick out. No homo. What?
1: B T Uncut, man. Oh, okay. So dance, uh, you was ready, right. you, you was getting ready. You
2: was like, like, I don't know what this is, but I'm waiting for the next one, nigga. Tip drill. <laughs>
0: This nigga has a running theme. That's two pods in a row. We are going. We
2: gone. Free <laughs> popping the tip girl. <laughs> yeah. Free
0: popping.
1: Yeah. That was through. a hell of a back to back, dog. I mean,
0: yeah, even, shout, even, out, shout out, out uncut. <laughs> BT uncut had some jams, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even what if you seen still like?
2: tipping, there was a lot of girls that had ass in that video. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so, yeah, the, the still tipping uncut. Yeah, was done, was, done, yeah. And I was. And while we talking about that, I would say BT uncut was actually like what put me on like Texas music outside of what I already Definitely. knew. Like that put that was like my first push of like Texas music and I, if y'all can remember back around that time what like oh five or, like, or 06 yeah, when yeah. that shit first started bubbling for texas so white girls don't yeah. tell you had me fair, all yeah. them guys like and then you ended up having uh seen you know mike jones and chameleon yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was when the wave came and when you seen, all, it, seen it, it those like, type
1: okay. of videos was new yeah yeah I mean? yeah like, yeah
2: Slabs like everywhere, like My motherfuckers real riding. Grimy
1: ass videos where it's, Shit, not where it's money. just
0: ass shaking. Yeah,
1: ain't right. right. that? It was, was flossy.
2: It was a little, it was yeah. a step up from like the New Orleans grimy. Like it was like mm-hmm. like Houston Niggas grimy. wasn't like, this was way. Different. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. it as yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, they they didn't have projects. They just had hoods. It's a difference. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like like Yeah, like, and that's that's like how I grew up. Like we we had Projects nigga we ain't just had like oh this street is a bad street like you had that but we had it all like we had projects we had that too so you know Richmond is really like condensed so you you talking about every side of the city only being 20 minutes away
0: all right so let's fast forward a little bit um leaving Richmond when you were here in Atlanta like I remember you being a very uh like a free spirit but very as you described like you can't beat my ass type of energy and uh, there was a lot of things going on in the city around the time like we met, which might have been like 08, 09, going into 2010, which is when I think everybody kind of clicked up and started their own little little movements. But how did you figure out that you wanted to break into the creative scene here in Atlanta?
2: Um, I would I would say that was kind of due to me already being somewhat involved in music. But at the time, when I first came to Atlanta, I was living in Conyers, so I was out there in Rockdale for about a year. And I just really couldn't get with them niggas' energy. Like, they just, that just wasn't my type of shit, you know what I'm saying? No, no slack to them guys, they're good people, but again, it's just not my type of energy. So I was just always looking for an outlook to be where I didn't have to, you know, fuck with them people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I went to school with them, but them went, like I said, that wasn't my shit. So, I just kept I just kept doing what I was doing, reading magazines, and I would just find places that, that supported my habits. Like, if I wanted a complex magazine, hell, I'd run downtown, find a store that was selling it, and hang out there a little bit. I knew I liked fitted. So I'd run down to the New Era store, you know, check out some of their shit, and then I ended up actually speaking to a couple people, um... Taji was one of the first people I ever met when I first came to Atlanta and started hanging around downtown. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was actually going to a dunk exchange, uh, one of the first dunk exchanges that they had at the loft at the time. And I, I remember I that dunk exactly exchange. How they, they, had the gates. Mm-hmm. they had the gates all up. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, they gave away like the Black Friday Air Force 1s with the black pony hair on them mm-hmm. and shit. But uh, yeah, on the way there, like I stopped by the New Era store, and I was like, damn y'all know how to get to this street and then taji was the person who actually gave me directions so it was like okay at the time he didn't know me either but it was just like he was the first person in there and he told me and i just dipped and then but i came back frequently to the point where i got familiar with Fonz and everybody like that because they'd always see like me in sneakers and be like damn bro you got the pack or you got this you got that i'm like hell yeah you know just down here looking for some shit to go with it so you know it's just my continuing to be who i was and just keep pressing that shit forward no matter where i was going that actually led me into breaking into uh the, the creative scene i didn't know it at the time but i had camped out for a pair of years like you said we met around that time mm-hmm. um and i met a guy by the name of mo and i think like now he's doing like a lot of uh contemporary art uh his brand name is arami and i want to say that's his last name if i'm not mistaken but you can check him out on instagram and on twitter but he and, and now he's doing like these dip painted basketballs that are just like like just amazing man it it definitely looks like something you would see in the high art museum or you know a contemporary museum anywhere in the world but yeah he uh me and him actually started talking and he uh he he told me he had a blog and i was like okay i checked it out and when i saw it i was like damn bro i want to have a blog too like i I got a lot of shit to say too i do a lot like yo i I, I feel like i could be in this lane and he showed me how to set it up and that was kind of what made me take off after that point Mm. So shout out the mo man.
1: So you brought up blogs, so let's get into deeper and dope. Um, I shout think out that's around like the point I kind of met you. You was kind of doing that thing. Right. Um, let's talk about how that got started. You know what I'm saying? Like what made you get into that? I mean, you we already know what made you get into it, I guess, because you were already blogging at the time. But right. what made you take the step forward to like Creative Collective in Atlanta?
2: um that happened on behalf of again like the easy camp out uh we i met a lot of people when i ran down there so a lot of that same energy and we ended up living on the same side of town so i might be out and i remember like one day i was in uh school i had just uh went for my first semester at georgia perimeter college in clarkston and um I just happened to see uh, Jawara down there one day just randomly. And I was like, Shout oh, out Jawara. Shout out War from the Neighborhood. Shout out War. Uh, new single out, all that. Go play that. You know what I mean? The Motion. Like on Grip album, too. Shout out Grip. Yes, Shout sir. Out Grip. Shout out Grip. Eastside. You heard it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I ran into him at school. And we just, you know, built on the connection that we started at the Yeezy line and we just got cool. And I found out, you know, that he had a blog and he seen that I was blogging. And he, he liked the way that I was running my shit. So he was just like, yo, man, we, we always have space and room for more writers. And he was like, and then you be on your shit. So, you know, come, come fuck with us. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, normally I'm one of them guys that... I like to run my own train i like to run my own show but i was like you know it's always good to have help or be a part of a collective that can expand me so i was just like all right cool you know some young black niggas doing the same shit i'm doing let's get it yeah, that was how it popped off deeper than dope was one of those uh blogs that i think goes
0: unsaid as far as atlanta street culture was concerned during that time period because y'all was out i remember around the time we were doing atlanta got sold and truth be told i was kind of mad because we had the same conversation, yeah. like about like yo, we're about to start a blog. Oh, we would really like to have you be a part, even if it's just contributing.
2: I came after them though. Y'all, then, y'all came. I want to say like a month or two after they had yeah, already, I already know. Me, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, cause, I, cause I remember them
0: pushing deeper than dope when we were already just like we were doing our own separate thing, and we were kind of having the conversation of entertaining the idea of doing. This is gonna be a a washed reference, but um,
2: a it's history.
0: What do you call that shit, bro it's a thread but it's a uh a message board we're gonna do a message board for everybody who was in the sneaker community in Atlanta. Yeah, i would have never yeah, guessed a that forum. <laughs> there never we go a like nike talk ever. yeah yeah right. and uh we were uh we were really only doing it just so we could link up so it could be an easy way for us to have kind of like a group text type energy right. so that way we could show up for certain releases but I was I was already doing a blog the same way you were already doing a blog the same way War and Spence were already doing a blog and we were just like bro. We need to do something bigger like it's got to be more it's got to be a wider net Spence
1: man I didn't even know he was a part of D. Yeah, Spence was up. one of the original yeah. members. I just uh, saw him Spence at,
2: uh, War Rashad Chop. He pulled uh, up to the vents. Uh, yeah, Vince joining. Papa, I yeah. actually pulled him out the crib. I was like yo man, I'm having an event with my dogs. It's, it's family. Yeah, it's good to see him, man It's been
0: A lot of those A lot of those relationships Have been 10 plus years In the making But uh yep. During that time period Deeper Than Dope Was at the same events. So I remember The Currency event That was out there Doing interviews There were a lot of Damn uh Kennedy,
2: yeah, springing the, Forth it, Dom mm. Kennedy
0: Quad The
2: Big uh, Show, the show.
0: The, A lot of those little uh, Those little uh, parties That niggas used to throw Over there Whitehall In, in Whitehall yeah, Yep parties. So it was a lot of things that I think were covered that, and I won't say lost necessarily because a lot of those people are still doing different things. War do music, Spence has been doing uh, his shit as far as the sneaker game is concerned and collectibles. I know it's been a long time since people have necessarily gotten familiar with the content, but how do you feel like that time period shaped the things that you do now?
2: Um, just... Just it was more direction to where I was going. If not, you know, being dropped directly off where I wanted to be, it was still like the the trail and, and, the, and the passage where a lot of these pieces that i am with now uh musically uh stylistically all of those things like that was where i made my ground in that or that was where you know i started developing that because it was like okay when you first came in you know you wanted to be a part of something like this and now you're a part of it how do you advance yourself you know and just just being around those people and that that like energy man it it, it just pushed me to to get deeper and more into things being a part of the blog uh atlanta got so and deeper than dope it just helped me research more because i was posting i was a writer so it was just like okay i'm looking into more things and as i kept looking and learning it just made me go deeper and deeper so it definitely catapulted me deep, into the lane deep. uh where i'm at now as far as <laughs> dealing with music graphic design mm-hmm. uh just being the overall pop culture encyclopedia you know man you mm-hmm. know just just being that involved with everything talk about it because you know, <laughs> it's <job> Ross. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah 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 hey, yeah 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 like that
0: but uh all right so how important was evolution um for you going through the motions of figuring out your way in the Atlanta scene or just in the creative scene in general because you've worn a lot of hats um
2: evolving has definitely helped me in in ways that that I still can't see right now they've just been it's just been a process man like coming in and like i said being a part of a rap collective when i was like 15 and not knowing really too much of how to project that or do that and then getting into the point where i see everybody else doing something like that you know hell you you get to a point where you want to be more hands-on with what you create you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and as i kept continuing to grow and be more hands-on it was just like okay i can watch all these people around me move and watch how they do their things and at a point take pieces from everybody that i'm learning from and make it a part of my character or what i'm building and a lot of that came from the graphic designers that i was around shout out Grayson, um shout out nikki you know, a lot of those people that that were pushing me to to be more outstanding. Like I said, even looking at somebody like Virgil, where he has so much control over every little thing that he does, you know, down to the sketching to the actual designer's shoe mm-hmm. or the clothes. It was just like, okay, this is how you become one of those people. You have to be very hands on. You have to develop new skills. You have to, you know, do your homework and and. Being around all of this, the Atlanta scene, there was a lot of people, like you said, I wore a lot of hats, but there were a lot of people who also wore a lot of hats, and you get to see them move and maneuver, and you get to either learn from their failures or learn from their success. So I just always had my eyes open, my ears open, just watching everybody and just making sure, you know, as I progressed that I could be more more like a one-man army type of thing or, you know, a human Swiss army knife type shit, like whatever you need done, I can get that shit done, you know, from a DJ to a model to a designer and and, and, and encompass all of that and sell it as a package if need be, you know. Any, yeah, uh, I think
0: one of the things that goes uh, unsaid as well in Atlanta is how open a lot of people, once you get the trust of a certain group of people in an environment, they'll give you the keys to figure out how to do certain things if that's your if that's your real passion. Right. Um, showing a genuine interest goes a long way when it comes down to trying to figure out where you want to go Or who's going to help you In that process Also like,
1: acting on the, on that interest too. Yeah that's very just, much so You know
0: what I mean you And know, I'm, 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 I'm very showing. hands on I, yeah.
2: I jump <laughs> straight into it guess. Whether that's work <laughs> You know anything Like I'm always like Yo don't yeah, after you've shown me don't keep telling me move and let me do it you know and if i fuck up a couple of times that's cool but at least let me get my hands on it nah, you know i mean? respect
1: the people that is willing to jump out there and fuck up because that's what it's about like you know, right being right. too safe you ain't gonna get shit done but nah, you said the, you the buzzword the word, man. Zone, man yeah exactly you said the buzzword though djing so um i was trying to like wait on that <laughs> uh, but uh i guess we can kind of tiptoe into it so what what was what was like to be, like, what's the what's the idea behind DJing for you? Like, how did you get into it? You know, like, what was, what was like the Nexus event? <laughs> That's gonna be the name of this pod. <laughs> what was your Nexus event for DJing? Like, how, did, what was like that moment where you're just like, you know, the SpongeBob meme where it's like, oh, <laughs> everything's happening around you. Like, what made you like, yo, I gotta do this?
2: Um. I would say again, like just just being around music a lot, being moving to Atlanta just puts you in a, in a in a musical zone. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah, doing music in some way, in some shape, or form, or fashion. I would everybody say got like, their hands on it, right? Yeah. You know, being being going to live shows, seeing people do great, seeing people fuck up, seeing you know just seeing everything. Like I said, the the, the success and the failure, but also being like I said, being around collectives that we were close to. You guys, civil rights, two nine movement, uh, you know the ASAP movement, all of that shit. Like like it influenced you know everybody to want to somewhat be active in some type of collective would get their work out there so you know you've seen all these people moving it was like okay well, what are you gonna do? And because i love music just genuinely without without having to have my hands in it being able to have my hands in it and and influence people or you know make people go crazy i remember going to parties where they would be raves or just regular parties and, and when that song dropped you know what i'm saying you see that energy on people and i was like yo <laughs> i I had the ability to do that because I know music really nigga, well. Nigga, yeah.
0: Chop, before he ever got in a DJ booth, Nigga, Chop was one of the best, the best in the mosh pit. Nigga, it's plenty of pictures yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plenty we of own. parties. The, the, the radio on my hand is real, <laughs> man. It, it ain't,
2: it ain't for show, half, man. I, I, I want, really get in there and <laughs> do business.
1: But I want to say on a DJing thing, but um, so like one thing I, I, I say about you is like you're one of like the few, like, you know, djs that i say are aren't, didn't grow up in necessarily you know the era of my djing where it's right. vinyl scratching but you still right. know how to scratch so what made you like pay attention to the idea of like technical like old school djing if you if you will like what um, made you just because those, those you don't guys necessarily have to do that
2: yeah, yeah no nah, those guys they 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 made the format you know what i mean i feel like like even though you may never do, you know, uh, uh old school set or anything like that, I feel like having the talent better[s] you for what you may become, you know, in the future. So mm-hmm. you need to go back and learn. It's like martial arts; like you got to learn those dojo skills <laughs> for you to advance <laughs> and make your own yeah, skills. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got to learn the basics. It's, it's like Kill Bill, where he had Shorty punching the wall. You know what I'm saying? Over and over and over, yeah, like to the point where yeah. you know <laughs> she didn't know when she was ever gonna have to use that, but when yeah. the time came and she got in that box, like we yeah. was like, uh. so you don't know when scratching is gonna go off you might get a party you know somebody might book you for a wedding and they really like old school music and you get in there and do your thing and now you just want somebody over because you took the time to learn Mm -hmm. the techniques of your your craft you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so and and just being a child growing up hearing songs like um what was that that uh, the uh, I do it for hip hop by like Ludacris and you hearing like you know what I'm saying Premiere song, Scratch the on the it's very it's very like uh, but you know the technique of how he's talking about it in the song how he's talking about it I yeah. mean shit you know that's it's what facts. It's yeah, facts. yeah that's what yeah. makes you yeah. like okay this guy's a real DJ like he's not just playing one songs of the he's lost songs he
1: Hove and Nas are on it that nobody talks about.
2: Yeah, crazy. And Nas, and Nas. That's crazy. Like, that was a big song for Ludacris. If you look at nobody talks about it for a reason. But nah, just just shit like that or even like uh what what was the joint? The 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 one the Air Force One anniversary song where they had like uh DJ premiere Yeah 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 no, shit like that like shit was that. hard like, bro scratching yeah, always sounded yeah, fresh to that me. Was so hard. you know I I, yeah. I even though I'm a uh, what would shit. be considered like a new era DJ because of the music I push and I listen to, I still yeah. go back and listen to the old shit and I still be like, damn, bro. It was cutting up on that bitch Like I wanna I wanna learn how to do that Or even then Just present current day Looking at like A-Track A-Track be going crazy cutting So it's like you know You see the interest And you think about it from
0: Scratches are like the layup Of DJing bro A-Track went Hella competition It's good to have in your bag And if you can go You know what I'm saying I think it's a little
2: more technical I would call it like a pro hop
0: Okay yeah, right. I call it a your pro step, hop.
2: yeah, you are a step, like because it, it takes a little bit more skill to do a, That's a, layup, do a pro bro. hop, <laughs> yeah, but but nah, it's, nah. A, it's a the technical top. layup, the te- yeah, nah. I'm say the it's t- a technical cause, layup, cause there are levels and but errors, but I can't yes. really, I
1: ain't never really pulled off a of pro step, I, I, yeah, having your steps right, like having your scratching right is a little bit different, like I think
2: a layup is transitions, like that should be easy. too, that transitioning from a record to a record, no, I'm not trying to downplay the, no, 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 it's all good, bro, the important, it's a learning experience, right.
1: I think. As
0: a non-DJ nigga I mean I'm, I'm open to learning All the uh- And the
2: reason why I would say that also Is because Transitioning is something You have to learn how to do mm-hmm. Some people aren't good at it But you have yeah. to learn mm-hmm. How to do it That's the layup mm-hmm. Scratching is technique You don't gotta do it A lot of people don't care If you do it or not I mean but if you do it It probably can help you At certain points You just scratch the record in At the right time It's like a pro hop You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. A euro step is that technical It just make your layup easier you see what I'm here, saying, man? Like, we learning things. Hey, a, I know a, how to, I know how to bring it together. Name. Chopping You're it step. up with
0: chop Ross. <laughs> You're <all>
1: step. <laughs> on Stepping with chop Ross. <laughs> <man. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> on that note, man, we'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Feel like summer. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> skipping y'all random.
0: <laughs> so, so, shit.
1: It do feel like summer, <laughs> But uh, yeah. You, you know, figured man, he
0: would have practiced this shit something. before we came back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When I go back in there, this that, time I'm going to say something on topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's on topic for me. Like, that yeah, you so got it, bro. Here. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, yeah. Well, we're here again. <laughs> I'm sitting down with Chop. The one and only Chop Ross, uh, DJ, designer. But yeah, man, I
1: think we kind of skipped over AGS, so I kind of want to double back to that. So, like, when I first met you, Chop, like, y'all kind of were already affiliated, you know what I'm saying? So, um, let's talk about how y'all, like, what was the beginnings of AGS? How did that start?
0: Uh, uh, Yeezy line, uh, all of the things that we kind of got involved in together um, came to came to fruition during that, those three campouts in 2009. Um, everybody from myself, Chop, Madison, Vince, uh, shout out TC, Christina, of course. Um, we all kind of linked up at a point in time when we were doing our own thing separately and buying shoes was just kind of our pastime. Um, so me and Chop got cool, really... <laughs> the background is it like we was pressing Chop. Chop showed up on the third line <laughs> after, we, after we had already kind of been through the first two campouts and did the same shit I did for real. It was like, bro, I only see 10 people out here. It's 25 pair. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He was like, all right, nigga. <laughs> we'll see, bro. And he was like, well, nobody gonna make me move. And we kind of looked at him like, nigga, how old are you, bro? Because Chop ain't had no facial hair. This nigga had the goddamn Kodak black Bantu knots. And we was just looking at this nigga out there by himself in the beach chair, like, yo, whose whose mans is this? <laughs> and like I'm,
2: talking to, him, I'm yeah. talking to
0: him. I'm talking to him. He's like, yeah, I'm like 16. I was like, nigga, you 16? Out here by yourself, nigga? What the fuck?
2: I was 19.
0: Oh, 19. But at the time, it, it could have been anything. 19 was 16. Yeah, back 19 then. was 16. Back, <laughs> back in <then>. my day. <laughs> he's 16 years old, and <laughs> He's only 16.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um. Well, he just built respect based off being able to stand out there on his own. So, like, as other releases came out, uh, time passed, we would link up in, like, at events. And we just started chopping it up. And then I found out, pun intended, and then I found out he uh, lived down the street from me. So, we saw each other all the time um and as atlanta got soul started to grow of course he was doing deeper than dope we would see each other in the same places different concerts and events and eventually uh deeper than dope started to dial back on the actual visual multimedia content and we started to ramp up so by the time we were doing events like dunk exchange or sneaker friends we started pulling chop in just because he was always there anyway and uh it was family shit. Like right? like we would go through different evolutions of just life like chop would would fall off the face of the map for a few months, and I'd call and check up on him, or his family would hit me and tell me about what chop had going on. And by the time he got back into the the natural stream of things, like it was like, bruh, just let's link up, bro. Like let's communicate <laughs> so that way we can we can make sure that everybody's straight. And it's kind of it's kind of been everything has sort of been an evolution of that, whether or not it's been djing or it's been us doing music or it's been. The blog, like, it's been an evolution of just, like, yo, I fuck with what you doing, so, like, make sure you stay in the collective. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm um, sorry to
1: cut you off. Um No, you good. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, I want to get your perspective. So, like, Chop, when, like, when, when let's say, uh, I guess, AGS kind of approaches you, with, what, what are you thinking at the time? What are you going through? Like, where are you at with it?
2: Uh, I'm going to say the time that they actually approached me to to deal with like the blogging side of things so like he said we were already hanging out and you know clicked up at sneaker campouts and all of that shit but it, when they actually approached me to blog was about i want to say 2010 i was in my freshman year of college and i was just you know hungry so i was just like yo i mean i Y'all, y'all get a workout, bro. You know, they they came and hit me on some death row shit like, "Hey man, you want to do this? You want to do that, man? You want you want this, man? Come to, come to AGS." And I was just like, "Let me, let, really me like see, too, let me bro. see, man. Let me see, man." Cuz cuz at the time, you know, I was I was all about to the choreo <laughs>
1: dancing in your video. Shout <laughs> 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 out,
2: man. Yeah, That's yeah, all. yeah. I love I love I love. But nah, um it was it was it was a it was a it was it was a thing for me just because I had already got down with somebody and I didn't want to step on no toes. But I was like, you know, I rock with these niggas not 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 just only in the blogging section, but yeah, we go to parties together all the time. We're everywhere together, like we mobbed up. We everywhere together. So I felt the way about it. But I was like, you know, at the time, it was actually an actual incident that made me make that decision. Like I think we were doing like a post or whatever Nexus event because because <laughs> I'm so so like 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 uh adamant about like my my creative control and what i bring to the table and what i have over like uh one time like one of the blog posts i did somebody went back on it and edited it from deeper than dope and i just lost my shit i was just like nah i don't like that because i mean like we all got each other's numbers like if something i did was incorrect or you felt like it needed to be touched up holla at me don't just go back and like you know paraphrase my shit Like, like that's not that's not how that goes you know what i mean as a writer and uh, just, just just at that time, because I was disgruntled, I was kind of just like, no, nah, I'm going to just do my own thing again. Like, I didn't come on a team to be, you know what I'm saying, like circumcised or, you know, pushed down and shit. Like, yeah. and, and Atlanta got so kind of slid in and was just like, hey, man, you know what? Fuck Amber Rose. We, Cam- we Kim K, bro. And we mm. giving you everything you need and more. <laughs> Let's go. Level up, man. Yeah. It was just like, Welcome I'm, I'm to just the family. Like, all right, sh- fuck, say no more, you know? Yeah. So. It just went from there and and me me doing posts every day like and i and i just remember like madison always being like "Yo, will be hungry do your thing and we gonna look out for you and i was like all right cool man you know i love doing this shit anyway i'm everywhere anyway so i might as well you know use that to 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 further what we got going on and uh just like he said between going to events uh sneaker friends sneaker pimps dunk exchange all of that shit, like you know I was there all the time and it just made it easier for me to be comfortable in my setting. So when they set me up to do blog posts it went from there to doing interviews and, you know, it just, it just funneled out into me just having like a whole movement going for myself. So I appreciate that from, from both camps, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah I
0: think it was, a uh, at the, at the root of it, it was like a real relationship because outside of the, the work, I think a lot of niggas look at the, the things that Groups in Atlanta do, or collectors do, and they're just like, oh, these niggas had a great idea. So they just decided to merge their ideas and now they got some shit going. And like, it's never really like that with the things that we do, from the podcast to the music shit to Atlanta Got Soul. Like, all that shit is built off real experiences that happen outside of whatever business we had. So, like, me and Chop was just hanging out. Like, we, we would. We would link up and go get food. We would yep. go to parties and shit, beer and tacos on Thursday nights, and you know what I'm saying, fight yep. and shit. <laughs> go home, <laughs> talk about how we don't fuck with these niggas, and the next week go out looking for them, like wild shit that nobody ever really knows the background behind. Right. And then having having to work was just kind of the the hiatus from us just being like regular niggas. So right. I think a lot of the uh, the the lost and the sauce ingredient is the fact that you really got to build the time you got to put the time in and really care about the people you fuck with in order to have longevity when it comes down to these creative endeavors i think that's where atlanta got so sort of spurred on a lot of our creative uh uh pursuits after that whether it be the music whether it be chop djing or like the modeling and shit that he's done, like those relationships were opened up by us having genuine relationships, not just with each other, but with the people who were also in the collective scene observing us do our thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, um, that was a time. I do think that uh, it, it did spur on a lot of our fashion taste. I wanted to talk to you about some of the, uh, the modeling posts that you've done, like uh, quiet as as it's kept. I think chop has popped up on like more websites here in Atlanta than a lot of you niggas who try. <laughs> Chop has been on uh, Wish's blog site by accident, a bunch of others. Um, so, how did you feel like being one of those DJs that's not only known just for your music, but also for the looks and, and the actual taste that you have in clothing and, and uh, fashion in general?
2: um i i felt like it was it was always a targeted audience like because i've always been into like i said i came on the sneaker scene but you know not to be funny a lot of sneaker heads don't really dress nice like they just have mm-hmm. nice shoes but they don't put pieces together well and if they do it's like very like typical um i think once i got out of the box of stylistically like looking at shit, typically it, it pushed me to a level where i was like okay well i know i look nice so I don't, not only do I DJ and my music selections are nice, but I feel like every selection, I'm just a prime selector, whether that be from pieces to, to, to music, to anything. Oh. And I just wanted to, you know, conjoin those worlds because you always get to see like you know just the just the press run for people when they have something going like back in the day when you see like a wale you see him in an lrg ad or something like that like yeah. i always had like that idea in my mind like you yo, being more hands-on in general right, right. right, right, right. I'm one of those dudes that yo you can come to and get a playlist from you come to and get an outfit idea from like i i felt that way about myself and that just you know projecting that even through my friends and some of the people that i hung out with that were photographers they saw the same thing so they were just like yo let's let's go do a photo shoot or let's go do a whole bunch of shit, and let's put together a lookbook, and let's let's put you up there and i was like all right i was always for it so you know no matter what i had to do to get that done I was, I was I was into it because I knew that one day it was going to funnel back to me in a, in a positive way. And like I said, because people did do things, like I might be out at a party and somebody might DM me the next day, like, yo, where'd you get these shoes or where'd you get these pants? So I was like, okay, well, I really, I got some motion and truly my taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have taste, so. Why not? Why not before? You know, and I, I wouldn't say it was before that, but it was it was it was on the opposite side of trying to be like an internet influencer. I was really putting the footwork in the ground and into being a, a influencer in my city, so that when people saw me, they understood, you know, what I was working on, what I was working towards, type of things like mm-hmm. that. And I mean, like even then, just going out and and actually doing the whole full modeling thing, where I'm going out doing my portfolio work and all of that. Like I really put work into it the same way I did my DJ shit. So I didn't want people to think I slid into modeling on some oh he cool so he just got in there like nah i really i really went out here shaved my head bald nigga went and ran to the the, to the joint and did the whole portfolio work you know what i'm saying so i i I made sure like i said as far as learning techniques from djing that maybe nobody would think is important now i did the same thing in every other field that i stepped in i did the work so was that
0: one of the major motivating forces in you developing your own brand and attaching attaching it to your djing uh persona because we've seen the the pink wave tees we've seen the the branding from the colorways to the cards. all of that became something that is almost as big as the the persona you have as a dj so what was the nexus event that made you realize oh i got to do apparel along with this
2: um so, i, I want to say that was just for me a part of another part of me going out being a part of festivals music south by southwest flog all of that shit like that like you see somebody give you their musical essence but in the same time give you their physical essence as well and it's like okay how do i how do i capitalize on that how do i push down on that and I've always had an allure for, you know what I'm saying, purple, and, and, and I just meshed it up with the pink. And, and again, it was just for my purple people, if he was out there rocking with that shit. Or, you know, because to me, it was a color that was more so an accent color. Like People might have rocked with it, but wasn't nobody doing the whole thing. Because to me personally, beforehand, a lot of people didn't know how to do it that way. Only person you seen rocking purple that much was my Prince. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. after him was Cameron. That's three people in history that really <laughs> pushed on that color. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, inside of sure. myself, so I was just like, you know, how do I how do I do this? And and after a while, like I said, seeing somebody like Tyler the Creator, or all of these other guys like push their merch on people in a certain type of way. I was just like, okay, well I can do that too. You know what I'm saying? Seeing Ye do his thing with his tones and his colors that are that are you know what I'm saying exclusive to him, so to speak. Like it was something that I wanted to do as well. Like, you know, a lot of men or a lot of people wouldn't put this color on, but I'm gonna make this shit so fly that you gonna want to, you know what I'm saying? And that was that was just a part of my, my essence and like I said initially, the 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 influence or the, the eye behind it was like me looking at Cameron. Like Cameron came out and mm. he, him being one of my favorite rappers. You two of the most important colors that, he's, that he was known to push was purple and pink. Pink, when he had the Laffy Taffy, you know, uh, uh, Range Rover, and then purple, when he had the Purple Haze album, I and he just had a whole purple outfit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like he played in between these. Not not completely. Like, it wasn't known to him as a career thing, but he did it. And yeah. it was like, no, okay. For sure. It's kind
1: of one of those, like, marks in his career that right. everybody knows about. right like if you if you're a cameron fan then you know about that if you're a fucking, uh prince fan then you know about right. the colors like right, right. i remember when he passed i think they lit up yeah like every those, major yeah. city
2: in, in america and even in the country was just you know yeah not even yeah. in the country like everywhere yeah like was purple you know the yeah. eiffel tower was purple i mm-hmm. want to say the uh uh the, the um pentagon was purple it was just like everything you know what i mean and i i, I feel like when When I started pushing my own shit out of seeing, like, you know, a lot of streetwear influencers that I've been around, whether it be somebody like, you know, Nigo or Yoji Yamamoto or motherfucking Takashi, like, all of those guys, they have a stain. They have something that you can look at and know it's their work. You know what I mean? If it wasn't the design and it was the colorway, if it wasn't the colorway, then it was just the cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was something that I wanted to be a part of just because I was a part of the streetwear scene just as much as I was a part of the sneaker scene just as much as I was a part of the music scene. You know what I mean? Only because it's
0: illustrated am I going to answer this. During Mm. this pod,
2: I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to infiltrate all of those. What up, Ella?
0: It's it's pod day, bro. You know better. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Yeah, we actually interviewing Chop, man.
2: What up? What up? What up? How you man? Draft here. Hey
1: man, thank you for interrupting my podcast. We're actually recording right now, Illa. So thank you. I
0: was actually calling you to tell you you're killing this podcast. Hey man. Really Thank you, bro. That's That's why I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Uh likewise. We we in good I company. We will, man. I'm gonna hit you back. Okay, All right. Yeah, man. Uh illustrate. love, it's love the Ella. Yeah, it's um, I, love. I wanted to talk about something more abstract just because I haven't gotten a real breakdown on it. Um and I think other people should know so talk about 528 hertz and what it means as far as your branding or the ideal you have as far as music is concerned.
2: Uh, 528 hertz is the uh, the frequency of love, man. I actually got that bomb dropped on me from one of my brothers. He he knows how much I deal with music and and the fact that I love music and I and I and I I fuck with it on every level, even even like a molecular level, if you would so to speak. Like like everything about it gets to me because I had a period of time in life where I would listen to projects but the way I would premiere projects is I would do I would I would take you know acid or I would be on shrooms and mm-hmm. I would just really try to feel what I was listening to and a lot of the times like a lot of people would, you know criticize music from a place of being a critic and not just loving what they listening to loving the the essence of music in itself and I felt like me, me, me getting that tattoo which is actually like a, the branding that I have on my neck it's also like showed up on uh, clothing or shoes that I've done because like I said I did embody it I did take it on but again it's the frequency love and and I wanted people to fall in love with music I wanted people to just enjoy it again I didn't want people to just look at it like it didn't break a top 100. It didn't, it didn't become a number one Billboard record. Like, no, man, fuck, fuck all that. Like, we love music, bro. I'm talking about, like, the bridges to the transitions to the small things that really nobody pays attention to on a level of whether or not it's a big record or not. But mm-hmm. we just talking about being a fan of music again. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and I wanted to bring that out on people. I wanted people to see that. I wanted people to embody that and feel that when they listen to me. Like, when you see me spin, you know I love this shit. When you see me dealing with music, you know I love this shit. So it, it just became a part of that. Um, and and like I said, I just, I just fell in love with the idea of it and, and, and just the meaning of it. So I just, you know, stamped it and I put that as a part of my brand, just as much as the color scheme was, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Pink is also one of those colors that's really pink and purple do have that, that soft energy. Like, like you, you got to dive into it. Don't nobody just
2: like pink, bro. If you wearing a lot of pink, you love it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's something you love. And like, like, like even to what my point with, with music is. I don't. I, I I get the analytics part, and I'm really good at that too. But I'm just really good at filling out something and knowing where that record places. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, Chop is one of those people who name a or
0: record or an artist before anybody else is really jacking their shit, and he'll be like, "Yeah, this it, this the one." We had many arguments about Thug early on. <laughs> yeah. Many a argument about future
2: songs like shout it's out been Thug, like that. shout out future, shout out punk, you know what I mean? I think what Thug is doing with that is, is is phenomenal just even just embodying the whole pink theme and just going all out with it to promote the album. I think it's pretty cool fuck mm-hmm. cancer shout out to Boosie, you know mm-hmm. and shit like that but um yeah, yeah it was it was just an all over love essence and it, and it also was an ideal to me that you know dealing with everything going through life going forward from the point that i i recognize this and realize this i wanted to deal with a lot of things with love more i became a father you know what i'm saying things of that nature so you know you have to be a lot more delicate with, with what you dealing with then you know, your hard critic and self. Congratulations, man. man. Appreciate you, and man. I'm proud of you, bro. And, I, and I'm a Virgo, so, you know, I'm very critical of everything around me and every myself included, but just just everything. But first and foremost, I'm going to be able to love it and appreciate it before I try to break it down and do anything else with it. And I feel like that was something that needed to be done with music especially. That's yeah. real.
0: That's real, man. Uh, all right. So I guess we're going to dive into this lightning round. Uh, We're going to do a this or that type Pod. Game. Pause.
1: Tag team mm. back again. So, right nah, nigga, kill nah, me.
2: Nah. got to shit, again?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. yeah? To my niggas, they in like a Yo Play commercial or some shit or car uh, Geico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want
2: to
0: say it's Geico,
2: bro. <laughs> yeah, it's Geico. Can
0: you dig it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you talking about the sprinkles? Yeah, <laughs> still getting money, man. Sprinkles? Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. Them
0: niggas was real dope boys, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy.
2: Yeah, but yeah, man.
1: Yeah, We're we'll back once again, man. Uh, I said I wasn't going to say that, but I keep saying it. You you know what i'm saying uh but yeah with chop we about to do this lightning round it's called washed or washed up man i just came up with that on the fly you're that's welcome. fine yeah 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 but we're gonna get into it right now so basically you know very what i'm cool. saying we're gonna ask you a question you're gonna choose between one if not you know maybe you'll take a shot or something but if not uh you know be sober i don't gotta to explain, explain these answers do i do nah I? Okay. nah <laughs> very quick uh my first one is Old Gay versus New Year.
2: I'm going New Year. Donda. All right. All right.
0: All right. Uh my turn. I'm going to say uh DJ rap shows or DJ booked events.
2: both <laughs> that <shot> ready, bro. <laughs> i really i really can't say one over the other because i mean you get so much love in both of them and then personal events come with a lot of benefits and you mm. know rap events come with a lot of benefits you know but i, I personally would take food and, and free liquor over groupies any day <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, which leads no, to, to my, my next question since Oof. i got i got yeah, the first yeah. both
0: right, on, let, me, let me take the shot first All right bro. being a dj you know this culture is uh is driven yeah by by your energy strippers or groupies Ooh.
2: i'm gonna go with strippers man mm-hmm. uh, just because they they bring the energy groupies trying to suck the energy out of you you know what i mean like groupies it, groupies are like the after party strippers are the party so i gotta mm-hmm. go with the party We're
0: bringing these nuanced answers man all right man Good job. pink or purple
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pull up, bro. <laughs> get that other
0: one. Both of uh, them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't drink with civil rights, <laughs> yeah. man. So I got him. We're We're still alive get him and well, man. boy. <laughs> All, right, All right,
1: so like since I, uh, I guess I scored, so uh, we gonna run it back, make it take it, right? Yeah, make uh, it take it. Alright, we gonna keep it Atlanta. So, Future or Thug?
2: Nigga, goddamn! <laughs> it only gets worse. Yeah. Both of them. man. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. We gotta go get another bottle.
2: Yes. <laughs> Y'all not gonna make me pick, goddamn Future over over uh, 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 you know over uh, Jeffrey, man. Like, I love both of them guys equally. Shout out to Future. Shout out to Ooh. Jeff.
1: That right. punk album
2: is gonna be amazing. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, make him take it. So I got one more. So uh, vinyl or digital?
2: This is not a both of them. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take vinyl over digital, man. All right. Just because it sounds better, you know. You <laughs> got a lot of crisper sound with digital. You got so many different waves, and somebody might have edited that, and you know, it's 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 too alterable.
0: Mm-hmm. I give you that. All right. Uh, this is my turn. Streetwear mm-hmm.
2: or high fashion? I'm going to go with streetwear, man, just because streetwear influences high fashion at a, at a at a very big level, even to this day. You know, so I think we we make the grounds that they actually get the big bucks for. Good fucking answer.
0: Uh, no, I ran out. Go ahead. All right. Uh,
2: shrooms or acid? I can actually answer that. Honestly, at this point, I would take shrooms over acid. Mm. Mm. Same all right same D's. <laughs> now, young me would have told you acid all the way though like my my mid-20s early 20s it was yeah, all it was that's how it was too yeah. but now i'm like nah, i don't need all that yeah, i just i, I just I, need a little i hit my level yeah little, yeah yeah, yeah
0: i took my last acid trip not too long ago how was that uh i feel like intense. the acid tell you i feel like, acid tell you like yeah you, go ahead you, set yeah, me down yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 i had that moment like we don't need to do this no more i took four tabs and just Sat back and watched Fantastic Planet. I think we talked about it on a pod episode. Yeah. It was one of those Fact. ways. Damn, it's five twenty-eight and God. <laughs> but uh, see that man. Yeah. Gang
2: that being said, uh, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot lately, man. I uh, I definitely dove into the uh, the new ESTG project. Huh. Um, there a so new one out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He right. dropped one. Right. I want to say out. about a month ago uh definitely been listening to that vent staples vent staples project mm-hmm. i love that shit man. very good album. Uh, very good album of course Solid project tyler the creator call me when you get if you get lost fire um, project yeah the energy was amazing just watching the the, the video on Lollapalooza, the, the shit on youtube bro, bro his, show's stupid, his shows been crazy he, he 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 to me at this point is like literally maybe like a fidget level under kanye but the, he's right there with just the visuals and just the overall energy and performance so i fuck with that real crazy um i've been listening to a lot of nardo wick it's like a, a young rapper out of jacksonville florida bro goes crazy you put been, me on Nardo wick yeah i've been listening to him. Too very really. good rapper mm. man the, the bars are just as good as, as the gun show man it's just everything is is, is, <laughs> is important um what else I would say I've also been listening to a lot of a lot of jazz, like not anybody in particular, but just letting it ride because I've been studying for school and things of that nature. So, it, outside of all of the turn shit, I've been listening to it calms my mind. You know what I mean? Gets me back in the in a in the smooth groove, so to speak. Um, definitely a lot of dark. A lot of otf you know. Shout out them guys, man. They just been bringing a bringing a shout very big intense dirt. energy, man. Yeah. Shout Bring out big, big Dirt, dirt too, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No more <laughs> <dirt>. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> excuse, excuse me, Darkio, smirkyo You yeah. know what I mean? Like we we got all the aliases. The voice. We've been listening yeah, to the voice. The voice right the voice there, um, <laughs> the Voice of the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more little dark, man. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of that. um Kodak Black, of course. He's mm. been bringing the energy back. um one of my faves yeah, yeah. <laughs> senseless senseless i don't know if anybody has heard that record uh but if you haven't you should listen to that A really man. great record really yeah. great record man speaking of thug child, tiktok shout out tiktok, shout shout out TikTok. yeah thug yeah. is going crazy right yeah. now uh definitely been listening to you know Kanye west with donda being on the horizon man going to both of the listening shows and in atlanta the mercedes-benz stadium was an event you know so
1: speaking of that can we uh dive into that real quick yeah, yeah uh yeah. What what are your more favorite songs that you heard thus far?
2: Uh, that I've heard thus far, I would say Junior, the jungle Playboy Cardi. I love the energy on that one. I just I just love the feel. Like it, it gives me that uh way too cold feel. Like you just when you listen to that boy, you gotta be fresh, man. You gotta you gotta have your shit on cause that that's all they talk if about. you know there. you like, know, boy. Yeah, if you know you know and if you don't you broke. Shout out babyface Ray, mm. man. Um, been listening to a lot of that too. But uh yeah like I, I like junior i like uh moon with don Tolliver and i love the fact that they threw cutty on there and the choir man. it just it, it went from being like a, a cool interlude naked song to being like a full like ensemble like yo what the fuck
0: all right so, so what was the differences between the first listening and the second listening in your opinion
2: uh the first listening was more so like hey what do you guys think of this gonna walk around i'm gonna walk around i'm gonna show you my face but what do you guys think of this i want to see our energy i want to see our response and that's what it felt like it felt like to me what yay is doing with donna feels like a in a live worldwide in studio session except you don't have to go get the snacks for this nigga. That yeah. you get to hear every piece, <laughs> every mix. You get to, you hear it like he's hearing it for the first time. You you know, it's like you're like Jay yeah, said. Instead of him saying, "Hey, all y'all motherfuckers, y'all get a ticket, fly out here to motherfucking Wyoming and listen to this album," he said, "No, I'm gonna come to y'all, and right. we are gonna have to listen to part of the, party about in the in like studio that. session together." So because he kind of
0: been preloading uh, this idea with all the listenings he's yeah, done from yeah, Jackson yeah. Hole to the one he did at Madison Square Garden yeah. before when he was doing the Yeezy release.
2: Like, all of that has kind of been the precursor to this. Right. And I and I felt like that, that was just the difference in, in this approach um, to the album. And then I would say for the second listening party was, okay, y'all heard that? This is what I think is the best shit. And then, you know, you hear that. Mm. So, and I don't even think what we heard at the last one is going to be the finalized ideas. But I felt like the first session was, what do you guys think about it? And then the second one was, this is what I think is going to work. And the third one is going to be after. It's going to be a mix of both. So, you know Can't wait till that comes out I'm not one of the people Over anticipating it um, I think, you know When it drops It's gonna drop And we're gonna be ready When it's ready But um, I love it. I love the Jail song uh, Guess who's going to jail tonight Or, you know Guess who's shit. going to jail yeah, tonight yeah, Because, I mean, like Yeah, we're home, right? Right? and I, I felt moment. like like that. Yeah, it was a moment It is because it You was know, seeing moment. those guys Go back and forth For the last four or five years it's been like kind of tough knowing that they were like as close as they were it's like and that their music was at a high when they did watch the throne throne. right (laughs) and i've I've been one of the people like like you know hey man watch the throne 2 is going to happen so to know that it's actually going to happen now is like yo thumbs up man but but even just hearing jay's voice on that record when it got to his point was just like this is the highest level
1: lsg yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
2: Like um that. and i and i actually love I, uh it's a song called off the grid uh with playboy carter and Fabio foreign mm.
1: yeah i saw Fabio on you know, the track Fabio listen, went crazy man I, I, I had to so i yet. had
2: to give him his props for a lot of the shit that he's been doing after you know pop pass this is this is his moment like to step out and be yeah, his own can, person he kind of can be the face of Drill. how did you Bookman feel about Drew. the uh the locks joint with like J electronic and all that. Actually, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You didn't really get a good hear of it because people were so loud at the point. So it was like, we were kind of drowning out some of the songs.
1: Have you went back to like the audio releases that people put out like on
2: YouTube. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I I only went to my favorites though. I didn't I didn't okay. take time to go through the whole thing. I just kinda went and grabbed my favorites. Uh it's no Child Left Behind being one of them with Ori and, and Ye and you know that was the, the song that they had on the uh, Beats radio or the Beats headphones the advertisement with Shikari Richardson mm-hmm. and shit like that. So it was just a, it was just a a touching song to me just because as much as yay has transformed like i wasn't really one of the people ridiculing him or chastising him when he went through you know his christian phase i was like oh i would like to hear it you know what i mean he grew up in, in that so let's hear what his rendition of his music is okay. um and coming out of that but still keeping pieces of it kind of like ultra light beam and stuff like that like still hearing that in his music and him projecting it a certain way it's just like yo, i rock with this
1: i don't want to make this a yay cast i'm going nah, nah, to have nah. to talk about him again <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um what else you've been listening to or watching
2: uh watching it man i I haven't really been watching too much tv i've been i've been really like like locked into my studies and just listening to music um i listened to the 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 most current or the most recent uh young Dolph project it was like a pre collective Mm -hmm. uh and it was pretty cool man i could say that it was like probably about 30 tracks you know what i'm saying 30 tracks but it was it, it was solid like Dolph definitely was you know the man steering the car, but just the energy he has around him at this point in time—he—he—he's building a pretty good collective. Um, well, well, end it
1: like this, because you're a DJ, Mr. Selector. Uh, yeah, what are the like top three artists that are on your radar right now?
2: Top three artists that are on my radar right now. Uh that you like to spin. That I like to spin. I would definitely say Tizo Touchdown. He has a song called Careful. I love that song. It's oh, a that's the cat man. that's on the Tyler project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna run, we it, gonna it, run up. it up. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very, very just just creative. Dude, Another man, artist that you put me
0: on. I went back and did all this shit, man. Nigga, uh what's it uh what's his campaign?
2: Uh Band of Mid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 which is a great campaign, bro. Right. Yeah. Get rid of the mid, and mm-hmm. he had another one, like just telling people, like yo, if you see trash in your hood, you know, pick it up, get a bag, and just pick the trash up. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna hurt you, it ain't gonna kill you. Like mm-hmm. keep your neighborhood clean. As a person that loves to recycle, and I don't throw shit on the ground, I don't throw trash on the ground. Yeah, I, oh, I, hate hate when people do I hate that. that. I just, hate that. It just it just resonated when with me. That. I can understand how be. some people ain't never gonna really get on that it way, is, but you know, just I just, just ask somebody so used to be
1: around me for a while, and like he'd get off on that. He just throw shit out the window randomly. Like, i I'm like, bro, stop doing this shit, bro. You the worst nigga in the world for this. But, yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, like, on that note, I guess we are washed, never washed up.
0: Washed, never washed up, man. I am Sean Luke Picard. Yes, sir.
1: And I am Drive, man. This was Chop Ross, man. We've been, uh, your chop, never slopped <laughs> <laughs> right now, man. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Welcome to the pink wave. Mm. We yeah. appreciate the pink you, man. Thank my you, Purple People, man. Shout out to four four creators. Yeah, shout out four four creators. When you yes, see uh, us. You see him. You know what it is. Yeah, 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 Gang yeah. Shit. Mm. Thank we'll be you back, Ross. man. Yes, Thank sir. you, thank no, you, you thank you, thank you for having me. Yep.
2: Appreciate you yep. for, yep. 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 for having me. Always, man. Us, man. You see the garments, man. We put on the real fire, It's the unreleased shit, boy. I gotta show you niggas. It's the unreleased shit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We we got the height of the wave, the, the 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 formula for how you develop a wave and the height and the peak. You know what I mean? We doing real scientific shit with yeah, this Get it online, shit. man. Hey, don't man. even
0: don't even jock the style now, Tap man. in, tap in, tap in, bro. Tap in.
1: Hell yeah, we'll see you niggas later. Signing off. We'll stay either. black. What's